Hello everyone, my name is Scott Bruder. This is my lovely wife, Suzanne. Hi everyone. They got it out that time. And this is Glory to God on the go. We are very excited about tonight. So I just want to kind of catch everybody up on a little bit of something. So we took a little hiatus from making these podcasts, making these videos, because uh, we had to dig deep into the Lord and where he wanted us and what he wanted us to do. So we've we've been through um, kind of a kind of a season of, of really searching for where uh, we are, uh, not with Jesus because we know we're there with Him, but what He wants from us and what He is asking us to do. And we have come to the conclusion that we are doing exactly what He wants us to do, um, and that is helping folks like yourself who are watching this, um, couples. Uh, that, that have struggled because of our testimony. We, we've been there, done that, so so to speak. So we wanted to come out tonight and start over and talk about really what Jesus is all about and that Jesus is the only way. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Actually, we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. My wife has um, how Jesus has made the way and 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 who he is, and I'm going to speak more on um, that he is the way and the proof that we have of that. So, was there anything you wanted to add to that? No, sounds good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're very pretty on that. So, let's just jump right into it. First of all, I, I want to give a couple interesting tidbits of information. And one is that there are over 400 prophecies in the Bible about the Messiah, about Jesus which I thought was absolutely really cool. And we've got some examples of some of them in here. That's, that's a lot of confirmation that, that Jesus is the way because they were talking to or talking about him 700 years before he even came, 400 years before he even came. They were talking about him back when in Genesis, which was obviously thousands of years prior to even Jesus being here, where God said, let us make man in our own image. So God was already giving us a little preemptive uh, knowledge that G there was more than him. It was him and Jesus, of course. And then, of course, later in the New Testament, when the Holy Spirit comes, it's, it's us, right? It's them. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Also, another little tidbit of information is that if Jesus really wasn't the way or more confirmation that he is the way, is that over a third of the planet's population, or just right at a third of the planet's population, believes that Jesus is the way. And then there are other uh, religions and things of the nature that are take the other two-thirds. So I thought that was very interesting, so I wanted to share that because it was, it was very interesting to me to understand that or to hear that. So I thought that was kind of cool. So let's just jump right into it. So Jesus is the way to the Father. In John 14, 5, Thomas, doubting Thomas, says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Well, the interesting thing is that there is really only one way. Other religions look at um, their God um, as maybe a personal happiness or fulfillment of life and that um, they're not really active in evangelism. They're not going out there and 
preaching a gospel, uh, so to speak, like Christians preach the gospel, the good news, right? Because that's what the gospel means. And Christianity, Christianity differs in that our goal is really to have a relationship with Jesus and to have reconciliation from the sins that we have committed because we're all born to sin and born of sin, right? So we have to, now, happiness and, and things, enjoy those things, those are a product of being a Christian and following Jesus, right? But the goal is simply to be with God. And that's where we want to be on a daily basis. When we wake up in the morning, throughout the day, when we end the day with our loved ones, we want to be with God. We want God to be there with us. So Jesus answered and said to Thomas and the disciples, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what does that what does that mean to you? He's the only one. I mean no one, not anything, mm-hmm. not anyone. He's the, That's right. the only way. And how do we get to the Father? Yes. And how do we get to Jesus? By repenting of our sins, by feeding him into our heart with our mouth, and by declaring him the Lord and Savior of our lives. That is how we get to heaven. To the Father. Okay? So, how do we really know Jesus? We read, we listen to others who speak about him, we get with those that teach his word, we gather with those that also believe in the Christ. And these are the things that help us transform our mind, right? Because he tells us to get into the Word, to read His Word, the, the words breathed by God into man who wrote them on paper so that we can understand Him better. And I think you actually have a good example of who Jesus is. I just want you to share that with us real quick. So we need to know who, who is Jesus. It's one one. It's the say who Jesus is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was was in the beginning it was in the beginning with God all things were made through him Jesus and without him Jesus nothing was made that what was made in him was life and the life was the light Jesus is the life in us we couldn't exist unless Jesus who is the life went into men. Mm-hmm. It was God breathed into man by God, breathing the Holy Spirit, you know. I mean, it's work, it's life, he's the light. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We we beheld Jesus' glory. Welcome among us. Mm-hmm. It is. It's Jesus. God sent His only Son, right? And He sent His Son to be with us because He wanted us to see the wonders and the miracles and the things that He was going to be able to do for us. But we had lost sight of that well before, and so He had to remind us 
because God wants us to have that relationship with him. And the only way at over 2000 years ago that he was going to help us see that was by sending his son and, and even sacrificing his son because the things that preceded the sacrifice raising in three days, coming back and being seen by hundreds and hundreds of people. And then 40 days later, ascending up to heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. These are things that God did for us. And the sacrifice that he made for us. I don't know if I could be that brave to sacrifice my children like that, like Abraham did, what was going to do with Isaac, right? Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to... So Jesus, you know, he was in the beginning with God. The word's always been here. Jesus has always been here. God's always desired. Jesus has always desired to be with us, dwell among us, in us, around us, through us. In the beginning, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, a death took place. A spiritual death took place in them. But the actual first death of an animal took first place. The first sacrifice sacrifice took place. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't say that it was a lamb, but God killed the animal to clothe Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's my guess and my uh, thoughts that it was a lamb that clothed them and that that blood covered their sin. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it, and it, like it says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So this, and Jesus was already always here. He made the way for them to be covered. He made the way uh, for them to continue to actually live. You know, um, in Genesis 22, when Abraham was taking his son Isaac to the um, mountain to sacrifice his only son, mm -hmm. You know, Isaac looks up at his dad and he's like, We have the we have the wood, Dad, and we have the fire. Where's the lamb? Where's the sacrifice? But Abraham is just he's so steadfast. He looks at his son and says, God will provide. And sure enough, right before mm -hmm. he was going to slay his only son, mm -hmm. the angel of the Lord stopped him. And there was that ram mm -hmm. right there in the woods, you know. <laughs> so, There's the sacrifice yeah, ready yeah. to go. So Jesus was there, yeah. you know. Jesus was with Adam and Eve, you know. I mean, we could go on and on with so many stories in the Bible of, of where Jesus is and still is. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but but God makes a promise to us. Jesus makes a promise to, to us in John 14. It says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God." Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to, I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So he is going to, when he made the sacrifice, he went to heaven not only to be at the right hand of the father, but he also went there to create a place for us, a room for us. Mm -hmm. As long as we believed in him, just like he says, you believe in God, believe also in me. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. That is believing in him. 
He's telling them, believe in me, and you already know the way to the place I'm going. So that question you asked Thomas earlier is, hey, we don't know where you're going. How do we know where, how to, what the way is? He already told them the way is to believe in him, to believe in Jesus so you can get to the Father. There's so many great stories about this in the Bible. And my gosh, we could go through them all, but we'd be here all night. And we understand that we all want to get to our Bibles and read tonight, so we're not going to go through that. It's like, um, because you know Jesus, Father. That's exactly if, right. if you've seen Jesus, heard Jesus, read about Jesus, you've seen a father, you've heard the father. So, yes. And so, even though I mentioned earlier that there were four, over 400 prophecies of Jesus, and this is just one of them. So, and um, I'm reading in Isaiah 42:1-4. And Jesus talked about this, actually. Here is my servant whom I have chosen. This is Isaiah saying this. The one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. When they talk about brought to justice through to victory, the victory was his death. What he did on the cross. And then what he did three days later when he was resurrected. The tomb. And then he continued to teach for three days after that. That was the victory. That was the victory. He wasn't talking about the victory for Jesus. He was talking about the victory for us through Jesus. <laughs> and that's our victory. That's right. That's our victory. So our belief in him makes us victorious already. As long as we continue to believe in him, we're already victorious. We've already won the battle. We already know who's, who wins the battle at the end anyway. Jesus does, right? Matter of fact, in Luke 4.16, Jesus announced that he has fulfilled the prophecy in Isaiah. When Isaiah speaks again in 61, 1 through 12. And he here it goes. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So now he's in his hometown, right? And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. And as was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it. He found the place where it is written. So he specifically looked for this because this is where he announces himself way. Enter Jesus. Jesus. So he said, he reads from Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news, gospel, to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And when they went to the other side of it, that's when they went to the other side of the sea and Jesus was there waiting on them. And, and John asked, John then asked him, what must we do? What must we do to do the works of God and what he requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So he announces it in the synagogue. And then, and, and that was First of all, there's a whole long story about that, so you need to read that because it was really good. Um, in, in Luke 4.16, 
read that story because what they do is they want to go throw him off a cliff at that time. <laughs> that whole town's upset. And his brothers are with him, his real brothers and, and, and his blood brothers, so to speak, and, and all of his and his disciples. They were going to throw him over a cliff and he walked right through the cloud because it wasn't his time to go yet, right? The victory had not been made. But then when he goes to the other side of the sea and they ask him, what must we do to do the works of God? He just says, believe in me. Because he is the That's a really good story, by the way. Yes. This is a great story. So the power of God, and, and, and they, he says in Mark 16, 20, and they went out and they preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Jesus has given us the same power that he had. Amen. That's the authority to heal the sick, cast out demons, and perform miracles. So, if people say, hey, that was a miracle, do you think they believe in Jesus? Not, not, not always. Not always. They don't always believe in Jesus when they say, oh, that was a miracle. But miracles come from God. And Jesus gave us the power to perform miracles. So, there's got to be something in your head that makes you think. That just blows me away. I love that. Okay. What do you got? So many things. In the Bible that Jesus makes a way for. Mm. He makes a way for our deliverance. Psalm 37. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And he delivers them. Mm. It's Psalm 108. He sent his word to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. He gives us eternal life. He made a way for eternal life. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Mm -hmm. He's made a way from the beginning to guide us. In Exodus 15, 13, with your faithful love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. You will guide them to your holy dwelling with your strength. So he's guided us all along from the beginning, out of Egypt. He, he's always wanted to show us his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. He, he's our daddy. Yeah. So we, we just learned the teaching, you know, it's so easy, so simple that, you know, when we teach our kids, be careful to look both ways across the street is because we know that cars come both ways down the street. Right. The kids need to, to watch out for it. But why wouldn't we ask Baba Father, our daddy, the creator of heaven and earth and all the seeds and everything that's in them, and he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's right in the story. Why wouldn't we seek him to know his ways for our lives? You know, he's way just for us to have an abundant life yes oh you know i want that i desire that every day i get a lot of that believe it or not i enjoy it it's fun it's exciting i agree i agree and, and, and one of the things that helps uh, others understand that he is the way is what he does in the lives of just ordinary people yeah. right and the testimonies that we share of our own lives 
with others about how he is he has saved us. Now, if anybody has watched any of Glory to God on the Go, you have heard Suzanne and my testimony and, and where we were uh, just about three years ago and, and where we were in our marriage, which was, you know, Dunsville and where we were in our lives as far as how we felt and, and, and just we, we were just existing. We were not living. And uh, glory be to God, he had sent uh, someone to help us understand that and understand that he was here to help us. And our lives have completely 180 changed from being a miserable married couple to being a wonderful, God-fearing and God-loving Jesus. Thank you so much for saving us and saving our lives and saving our marriage um, and, and just being there in a time in, a, in a, a, a time in our life that was just absolutely horrible. I mean, it was terrible. And that's when he wants to show up and show you because he didn't come to us in our 47 years of 46 years of life. Um, he did a little bit. I mean, we were believers. We weren't followers, right? There's a difference. And, and, and that's okay. Being a believer is, is good. You need to believe, no doubt. But where the abundant life comes from. Yes. Oh, yes. Which I'm going to talk to you The way to Yes, yes, yes is through being a follower and doing the things that he requires uh, of you to do. Not only believe in him, but to do his works, to go out and actually uh, uh, heal the sick and cast out demons and perform miracles. That's what he wants us all to do. So through your testimony, though, you can do that when God has worked in your life and he's working in your life every day. Right? Mm-hmm. They thought the person that came and spoke to us and, and discipled us, they knew Jesus. Yes, very much. That so. would not have been, been able to happen mm-hmm. or any type of uh, fruit to produce from that unless that person knew Jesus. <laughs> and God wants us to be healed. He, he doesn't want us to be in a perpetual state of, of agony or, or pain. Or, or loneliness or depressed or anything like that. That's what the devil wants from us. The devil loves us when we're in that space, right? God doesn't like that at all. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be restored. And, and, and he does that through confirming in us that Jesus lives within us through the Holy Spirit that he gave us. So we have to understand and, and look at it as, Jesus, we know you love us. God, we know you love us. Thank you, Dad, right? And, and, and we're going to do the part that we can to make sure that we honor you and that we are giving to you what we need to give to you, right? You know, your, your tithes, your offerings, things of the nature. But the one thing I will say about religion, I'm going to talk about religion because Jesus is not a religion. Jesus and Christianity is a relationship with God. And Robert Morris says real good. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. And Jesus is God's attempt to get to man. And that is so profound to me because that is so right. In every other religion, you have to do something or be really, really good or or follow these rules so that you can get to God, right? Well, that's not what Christianity is asking you to do. It's just asking you to believe and Jesus, who is God, be filled with the Holy Spirit and live a practical life the way that God wants you to live it, right? 
However, in almost all religions, there is a cornerstone. And Jesus says this in the Bible himself. Jesus is the cornerstone. Let me give you an example. Absolutely. So Jesus is there. He's in each main religion. He's a rabbi to the Jews. Okay. That means he's a teacher. He's a prophet to the Muslims. He's a good teacher to Hindus and the Buddhists. And many different philosophies would also say that he was a good teacher. Many different philosophies say that he was a good teacher. If they all say that he was good or they have a part in his religion, and he said that he was the son of God, then now they're not saying he's good anymore. They're saying he's a liar. Because people don't say good things about someone who's a liar. So all these other religions believe that Jesus, there's some place in Jesus that he plays a part. And they all say that he's good. They all learn from him. They all call him teacher or prophet or whatever. But nobody calls him a liar. No, it's because Jesus is the light in all men. So it's at, how do you say it? It's like they all recognize who Jesus is. <laughs> well, I wonder why you recognize who Jesus is. You would recognize Jesus more if you read the scriptures about yes. him and actually knew who he really was. And to sit there and say in any religion, yeah, I know Jesus. I yeah. know, of course you know Jesus because he's the light in you. That's he's right. the light in That's all right. men. Of course you do. You have life like Real life, all things were created through Jesus. So, of course, you have knowledge of Him, whether or not we spoke today or not. Yeah, you know? yeah true. true. It, it, it just makes stuff that way. God wants to know everyone. Here is another uh, scripture that, that proves God sent His Son to be there for us. And it is in Matthew 9 5 through 7. And when Jesus took Peter and John up to the mountain with him, they saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. They were going to make shelters for the three of them. However, a loud voice came from the cloud and said, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. God is telling Peter and John, Listen to him. He's going to give you my message. And then, of course, Elijah and Moses they were taken to heaven and Jesus was left there, right? So you can read that whole story in Matthew 9, 5 through 7. But the cool thing about that was these guys who who are, are still looking for signs, they're still wanting to make sure that they're doing the right thing, they're following the right God. God speaks to them directly. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is just standing there after Moses and Elijah are taken. He's like, all right, you heard that, right? <laughs> so, so I think that's another great part that just shows you that God's telling you yes. that he has sent his son that we need to listen to him. And it's all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the, those are the gospels. Those are all the four uh, 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 gospels of the story of Jesus. And of course, Paul talks about it and teaches it. And, and, and you hear more from Timothy and so forth. But my goodness, if we're not listening to what these guys are telling us, we need to pay attention better, that's for sure. Oh, yes, Lord, give us ears to hear in the mm -hmm. name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. yes. oh, so what else you got? 
Well, yeah. Ephesians yeah. 3, 9. Ooh, I mean, I he know. made the way to the Father, right? Yep. This is how he did it. Which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. Mm. What was created through Jesus Christ? All things. All things. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places mm -hmm. according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence yes. through faith in him. So in here in Ephesians 3 they're talking about what Jesus did, the principalities know about it now. Yeah. The powers in the dark places, yes. the heavenly places know about it. Mm -hmm. Not only do we know about it, but up there in that realm that we can't see all the time, you know, he made it known what his son Jesus Christ did mm -hmm. to all of creation. And God is coming back. Jesus is coming back for all of creation. The creation is groaning for him. We are groaning for him. We will be fully restored and redeemed when Jesus comes. This whole world, mm -hmm. even the heavenlies. Yeah, yeah me too. I am too. Um, it, it's very interesting because I had, uh, as we were doing research for this and, and asking the Lord to lead us, um, there are a few things where where he led me and it was it was it almost hit me right in the face it was so obvious right so in acts 4 um acts 4 8 then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers and elders of the people if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed so this is when Paul uh, or um, Peter and John were walking out and they healed a man outside of the, of the um, temple. And then he knows this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Because Jesus gave us all the power through the Holy Spirit to do what? And do what? Cure diseases. And what? And bring people back from the dead. Raise people. Absolutely. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. There he you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then raise the man dead. And this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected. The stone. We talked about that earlier. Which has become the cornerstone. <laughs> I alluded to that earlier. And this is what it says in uh, Acts 4.12. Salvation is found in no one else. In who? No one else. And no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No other name, no other person, no other thing, no other animal, no carving in wood, no carving in steel, no big uh, astral pole that can save you other than the name of Let's both say it together on three. One, two, three. Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So awesome. Bible tells us that every mm -hmm. knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow. That means you'll bow graciously. Mm -hmm. 
will bow in a not so gracious way. He will bow to the name of Jesus. And when he comes, that's when that's going to happen. I should say, right? I do. Hebrews 10, 19 through 21. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. How are we going to enter it in? By the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Jesus is. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Matter of fact, he's not only Lord, but in Ephesians 4, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Of who? Of all. Okay, who is over all and through all and in all. That's a lot of alls. That's right. And it says it right there in Ephesians 4. So if you're thinking one thing or another, it's all. He is all in up in it. That's exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's all in yeah. I mean you can't question that. Yeah. There's no gray area. Mm-mm. No gray area. I wonder how many religions out there. Uh, that their false gods died for their people that rejected them Ooh. and still continues to love them and gather them and, and set them free. And, oh, that's a great question. And, and there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So I wonder if other in other religions with false gods, do, did their gods die for their people that rejected them? Mm, that's a good question. Or did they... Like martyrs. Yeah. Basically. Right. Our, our Savior chose to die for us for our sins because that's what his father required of him. That's why he was here. I mean, we, that's a good All of creation, creation rejected Jesus. He still died for us. So my, my question is to everyone that's listening, you know, do you think that your sins are too great for Jesus? Mm. Do you think your pains are too great for Jesus? Do you think the brokenness and the trials and tribulations that you've gone through and may even still be going through mm. are too big for Jesus? Mm. Jesus came for the Christians. Jesus came for the Christians. He came for the Catholic. He came for the uh, the uh, agnostics. He came for the Satanists. He came for he atheists. Came for atheists. Jews. He came for Jews. He came for every color. Uh, he came for he came for the. Uh, for, for everyone. He came for everyone. Everyone, everyone in all of our brokenness, yes. in all of our sadness, in all of our rejection, in all of all of the pain and agony that we've all suffered. He came for us. He came for all of us. He came for the sick. And that sick could be in a hundred million different ways, whether it's mental or physical or spiritual or or whatever. It, it's it's he didn't come for the well, he came for the sick. And that's why he is the master physician, because he heals everything if you just allow him to do it. 
it's and it's not it's not hard it's not it's not crazy you're not you're not going to do a bunch of weird things you're going to believe that our lord and savior came to this earth sacrificed himself was raised in three days confess it with your mouth repent of your sins and and, and throw them away burn them do whatever you got to do and then give it to him take it lord I don't want this anymore, no matter how bad your pain is, and no matter where it's coming from. God came here to help us be closer to him. That's all he wants. He wants that relationship. So, you know, it's as easy as praying to him. It's just like, like having a conversation with uh, with your brother, your sister, your dad, right? Your mom. It's, it's as easy as having a conversation like you're having with your best friend, right? You should have those conversations with him. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to have that relationship and come after it so that he can do the things in our life that he wants us to have. And we don't even know about it. He has got, and I've said this before, he's got storerooms. He's built a place for us in heaven, right? In that place before we get there, he's got little packages of blessings that he wants to sprinkle on us all the time. But when we delight in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. So that's in the Bible, by the way. So when, when we delight in him, when we seek him, when we go after him, he's going to give us the desires of our heart. He's going to show us his love for us. Because we can't even fathom what that is even about. I have it abide in John 16 like this. But I tell you the truth, it is or advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the comforting counselor mm. will not come to you. Yes. However, if I do go, I will send him to you. He made a way to comfort us mm-hmm. in all Thank of you. our pains, in all of our afflictions, in all of our trials. Oh, <laughs>
even him. And ask him to come into your heart. A bunch more because I have I have some closing. It's so awesome. Really <laughs> so everybody knows John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. Isn't that what you want? I don't necessarily want to have everlasting life on earth the way it is today, but we want to have everlasting life with the Lord and Savior Jesus and all of those that want to come with us. So I ask you today, is there something holding you back from receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior? So I want you to take that, whatever that is, and I want you to blow it in your hand. And hold it there. And I want you to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I've done things in my life that I regret and I don't like. But at this time, I want to take you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I repent of my sins. And I take those sins. And I give them to you now. Them. I believe that you died on the cross on Calvary. I believe that you were raised three days later. And I believe that you ascended to take the right hand of the Father. And I want to be there with you one day, Lord. He's done come. And I give you the comforter just like he did at Pentecost, just like he did for us. So I'm going to pray for you here in a second. But if you're not going to church, start watching one on TV. If you get to one, he wants you to be part of the body. He wants you to be around other Christians and other people that are going to speak life into you and not speak death into you. He wants you to be around those who are going to uplift you and not tear you down. That's right. And there are some really good churches out there. So I want to thank everybody here for watching. Uh, give us two thumbs up on your Facebook page or whatever it is. Send us out to your friends if this made sense to you, and I hope it did. And uh, we want to thank you for being patient with us as we were seeking the advice of the Lord on what to do and where we're going next. So in the future, you're going to see us at parks and parking lots and places in and around Montgomery County. Boat uh, ramps. Boat ramps. <laughs> boat ramps, right? And uh, if you do see us, come say hi. Ask us to pray for you. And if you've got a prayer for us, we'll take it. So I want to say thank you very much from Scott and Suzanne with Glory to God on the Go. And Suzanne's going to pray for you. you, Father God. I thank you for every soul watching Glory to God on the go right now. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over the tops of their heads to the 
soles of their feet, Father God. If they don't know you, I pray they know you now. Come on running, Father God, for the, the prodigal sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. We open everyone up with open arms. We open our arms up to you and we embrace you with the love of Abba Father. I pray the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Guard your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus. I pray shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken over the viewers here, Lord. And Lord God, I ask that the viewers tonight ask you to show you make known and your glory, your presence tonight. Amen. It goes for you viewers and listeners. So, hey, we want to thank you so much for, for uh, being with us. We're going to see you next time, much sooner than from last time. And we just hope you all have a great day and a great night. And God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Thank you.